Welcome to Transformation for Success with Dr. Barbara Young. If you're looking for something more, something different, something better, this is your opportunity. Over the next hour, we'll talk about inspiration for personal and professional success. Now, here is your host, Dr. Barbara Young. Well, hello there, and a big shout out to my international audience and fans. I just want to thank all of my listening audience for your support and tuning in to the Transfer Show each week. We love you, we love you, and keep those cards and emails coming. And just as a reminder, I'm live on the Empowerment Channel, Tuesdays at noon, and live on the Women's Channel on Fridays at noon. Both shows are available for downloading for your listening pleasure at a later time. Also, the show is also, also the show is available on iTunes, Transformation for Success. So I want you to share with your friends and colleagues. And if you have questions, don't hesitate to call us. I want you to call in my guest today. She, and you can call in the show, 1-888-346-9141. And we would be delighted to take your calls. You know, I'm so excited today. I got a little muffled a little bit, but I am so excited because today my guest and I are going to talk to you. We're going to have just a little heart-to-heart talk. What's, what's stopping you from obtaining your dreams and living the life you want? Is it money? Is it your family? Or is it your own limiting beliefs that are holding you back? These are some of the questions that Briette will ask a lot of her audience, a lot of women. Well, today, she's going to share how she gave herself permission to leap, which is the title of her book. And she's going to share some of the tidbits and the steps and strategies that she used to become the remarkable inspiration that she is today. So, let me present my guest for today's show, Miss Bree Seeley. Hi, Bree. Hi, thanks so much for having me. Well, Bree, I'm excited to have you on the show. It's such an honor to have you, and I want to thank you for taking time out from your very busy schedule to speak to our global listeners. So I want to share a little bit about you. Number one, she is a catalyst, a speaker, and best-selling author. Bree is known around the world for her compassion, yet she tells it like it is, and she provides that guidance that creates massive and epic changes in every woman she meets. Now, she's been featured on NBC's Today Show and other mediums, and she has received so many accolades and awards and honors for her work. So, Bree, I'm excited again with what you're going to share with the women today. You've had such an impressive and remarkable career and made an impact on the lives of so many women. So share with me, how did this all start with you? Um, Well, it started with a meditation and a car accident. (laughs) Oh, wow. Um, Well, my goodness, a car accident? (laughs) Well, this leg of the journey did, you know. Of course, it started much, much longer ago, but being a coach uh, and an author started with, yeah, a car accident three years ago. I uh, had been running a fashion brand for about eight years and had kind of gotten hints and been realizing that it wasn't wasn't where I really wanted to be. It wasn't creating the kind of impact I wanted to create. Uh, and I totaled my car on a Thursday and I went to a meditation on a Saturday and got a really clear message, time to shut it down. Well, did, now, were you, hurt, were you hurt in the accident or it just was I sort was of a wake up? not. Okay. But it, it was, was a wake up a call. very... It was a very actually like divinely beautiful car accident. <laughs> so everyone was safe. It was okay. completely fine. My car did not make it out, but everything uh, else was good. 
Oh, my goodness. Well, tell me, where were you born and raised, and, and what was your home life like? I grew up uh, in southern Minnesota. I was raised by a single mom and my grandma, who, shout out to Grandma Seely, turns 91 today. Oh, um, birthday, Grandma Seely. <laughs> yeah, I, she and I already already chatted this morning. But um, so, yeah, I was raised by two really, really, really strong women that kind mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. basically told me growing up there there wasn't much I couldn't do. And they really encouraged me to find what I was passionate about and go after it. When I was 20, I decided to move to Italy and my mom basically was like, when are you leaving? So <laughs> I had a really, really beautiful, supportive um, commu- like people around me. And then being raised by two really strong women, mm-hmm. um, I kind of, I feel like I was a feminist at birth. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, yeah. being raised by women, so, I guess that, that could sum it up. <laughs> yeah, my mom actually brought me a few years ago. She's been, you know, they're emptying out their house, getting ready for retirement, all this stuff. And she brought me a book report I wrote when I think I was in the fifth or sixth grade. And mm-hmm. it was all about strong, like strong women and what women really needed to do to, you know, break the glass ceiling and all of these things. And I had no memory of it, but apparently I've been doing this all my life. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Yeah. So do you do you feel that you had a calling uh, early on? I mean, really, since you started writing stuff about strong women and you were around strong women, do you feel that that was sort of a calling even early on? I do. I, I really do. You know, unfortunately, <laughs> I didn't hear it, though, <laughs> which happens to so many of us. Oh, like, my the goodness. <laughs> Join the choir. Join the choir. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Dropping hints all the time, and I just I didn't really hear it until that car accident three years ago, and I was like, oh, this fashion thing is not what I'm meant to be doing in the world. Um, and so I took a good nine months off to kind of recalibrate and really figure out what I was here for and who I was here to serve and why, and kind of built my coaching brand in that nine months, started taking on clients got really clear on a whole lot of things and really hit the ground running the year after that. So it's interesting that, you know, um, many people have that, that uh, we call it, you know, aha moment or age defy. I call it sometimes an age defying moment. I had a defining moment at 36, but you know, it happens uh, oftentimes for many people, but it's interesting that you actually took action and it's like, not only did you have a car accident, but it's like Thursday, you know, on Thursday, but then here you then seek counsel and start getting guidance right away. What do you think was the impetus that really caused you to do that? Because not many people maybe, you know, listen to the wake up call. <laughs> maybe they have to have yeah. two or three. <laughs> yeah, I had, um, I had been uncomfortable for a while and I'd been really miserable for a while. Mm-hmm. And so I had already been you know, quote unquote, suffering Mm -hmm. in my current experience for a long time. But I didn't know what else was available to me. I thought that because, you know, my grandma taught me how to sew and I have a bachelor's and a master's in fashion. I lived in Italy studying fashion, like all these Mm -hmm. things. I was like, clearly that's what I'm supposed to be doing. Like Mm -hmm. everything's pointing to this being my path. And I didn't know what else was available to me. Mm-hmm. until, you know, that car accident happened. And I really had to have a heart to heart with like, this isn't working and it doesn't feel good. 
Like if I have to wake up every morning for the rest of my life feeling like this, I'd really rather not. And so when I got then the information, sorry about the sirens, I live in downtown Los Angeles. It's the one thing I cannot control. (laughs) Okay. Um, So yeah, when I was at that meditation and I I got a really clear message that day and I was like, all right, I'm going to trust this. You know, there's a question though. uh, I have found with many stories like uh, similar to yours, and I have something similar, but basically, when you look back, even though, you know, you were sewing, you learned to sew, and fashion was a part of your life for a while, when you look back, do you see how that, those uh, experiences were building blocks for you to where you are today? I mean, it wasn't like, it's like it wasn't anything that was lost, you know, right. it was something like a building block. Did you look back and see, maybe discover what that was? Absolutely. I actually refer to my fashion business as my Mm -hmm. entrepreneurial training wheels because it was Uh like learning how to ride a bike. I, being an entrepreneur is something that you can't really, you don't really learn. Like Mm -hmm. there's no, like school doesn't teach you how to be an entrepreneur or how to think for yourself or create a business or Mm -hmm. manage your taxes or any of these things. And so those eight years for me were about you know, one, finding my right. voice and mm-hmm. feeling confident enough to stand up and say, this is who I am in the world and this is what I'm creating. Um, mm-hmm. And two, it gave me the opportunity to really get some of that tactical experience for being an mm-hmm. entrepreneur, learning how to do social media and, and how yeah. to manage my taxes and, how, yes. you know, budgeting yes. and all of those things yes. that unless you're hands-on doing it, you, mm-hmm. there's really not much training that you can right. receive for That's- that. So, you know, the reason why I ask you that, uh, because there are a lot of women I work with and I empower a lot of women and we both do are doing similar, similar things. And what I find is I tell some of the younger women that they'll say, oh, I hate this job. It's just drudgery. This is not my calling. I, I don't. And I'll say, but you're in training. So yep. don't despise the humble beginnings because you are in training. But, you know, I'm intrigued by you, Bree, and, and what you've done in these last few years has just been remarkable. But you've said something that struck a, it was resonating with me, that you stated, what happens when divine timing is late? So share with the audience <laughs> what you mean when you say that. <laughs> it's such a funny question, because if it is truly divine timing, and if one truly believes in divine timing, it can't be late, right? Right. Um, it's always <laughs> Yeah, it just it makes me laugh every time. And, and I have I have a lot of clients too, and women that I know that are are you know worried too whether it's being in a job that they don't like or you know they're pushing to grow their business further, any of these things. And we you know as humans want everything to happen now, but that's <laughs> right. not how it works, right? Like I I had to go through that eight years of running a fashion business in order to be where I am today. And there's really not a whole lot that I could have done. Like, yeah, maybe I could have listened to some of the universal hints that were being dropped. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there's really not a whole lot I could have done to fast track that. And right. so I live from this place of right now mm-hmm. is the only moment. And mm-hmm. whatever I do right now, as long as it's contributing to my overall growth, and overall vision, then it's exactly perfect. And if I don't have the resources or skills to be 
pushing myself mm-hmm. further to be at a mm-hmm. different place right now, then mm-hmm. I must not be at a place where that is, that it's time for that. Right. So I just trust that no matter where I am mm-hmm. and no matter what's happening around me, everything is always perfect. And now there are situations that suck. Like, so last night I had to take my cat to the vet. I had to drop $650 to get the vet to help my cat go to the bathroom. And that's not how I would have chosen to spend my Monday night. And I just had to trust that there was a reason that this happened last night. And it was divinely perfect, even though I, you know, consciously wouldn't have chosen that experience. (laughs) No, but... But the thing about it, Brie, is that you have a, you're taking a very positive attitude about whatever happens. And, and the one important thing, too, is for my listeners, you know, to live in the moment and to relish each day and to just accept, uh, even though there may be things that are, you know, happening, like the cat. And this is some, certainly, as you said, it not something you would have chosen to do, but you accepted it. And something good out of that will come. The cat is going to get better. That's number one. <laughs> You'll be happy. She's very happy. happy. She's sitting next to me right now purring. <laughs> so she's, she's very it's happy. interesting. <laughs> uh, when I thought that what happens when divine timing is, is, is late, because I also use something, um, a phrase, and I, I chuckle when I think about it, because there are a lot of young women who are saying, well, I want to get married, and, and I'll tell them you're on divine delay. <laughs> so. But there's there's something else. You've said um, in your book, manifestation breeds victimhood, and that you've shifted your teachings lately, Bree. So explain a little bit what what you mean when you start talking about uh, manifestation breeds victimhood. Yeah, so what I've seen, because so I, <clears throat> I've taught a lot of manifestation. I've taught thousands of women the mm-hmm. like tools of manifestation. And mm-hmm. what I what I noticed and what I ended up seeing was that oftentimes when we talk about manifestation, we talk about it as if we are not part of the equation. So mm-hmm. we just get to sit around and, you know, raise our vibrations and set our intentions to the universe and that then the universe just delivers it to us. Mm-hmm, the secret mm-hmm. was very, you know, it was like, oh, you sit around and you think about a red car, the universe will give you a red car. Well, that's not exactly how it happens. And if you're sitting around waiting for the universe to bring you what it is you're asking for, you're going to constantly be disappointed. And then it spins into, well, I clearly must not be worthy if the universe isn't giving me what I asked for. And, you know, this must be faulty. I can't trust the universe anymore because it's not giving me the things that I'm asking for. I have shifted it so that, you know, I empower my women to be actively co-creating with the universe. So it's a partnership. It's not like you just get to ask for what you want, and then the universe just magically delivers it to your door. Mm-hmm. You have to show up. You have to do the work that you're guided to do, right? Like the universe gives you hints about where you should be putting yes. your energy and attention, but you have to go there and you have to show up. So like in the car example, you can't just sit at home and think about a red car. No one's going to come knocking on your door with a set of keys. You have to go to the dealership. And you have to test drive the car and you have to talk to the salesman and you have to fill out the paperwork and you have to give them your, your money. Like all of these other things have to happen with it. So it's less yet like, yes, of course you still have to set your intentions. Yes. You still ask for what you want, but there's a part of it 
that I feel like has been missing from the manifestation conversation that is Mm -hmm. really encouraging people to play the victim and be like, well, I must not deserve it. I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy of receiving all the abundance that the universe is here to give me. No, you are, but you also have to be part of the experience. It's not just Mm -hmm. about casting your intention and then sitting around and waiting for it. I think you're so right, and I I certainly agree with that. I actually met a person who lived with that manifestation training a lot of thinking it and it's just going to happen and absolutely almost destroyed her. So thank you for sharing that. Uh, And you mentioned uh, people have to show up. Explain again what that means. People have to show up because sometimes there's a misinterpretation about showing up. (laughs) Right. I'll give you an example. So just recently, a month ago, at the end of February, uh, my second book started coming to me. And as it started coming to me, I sat down at my meditation table with my journal, and I was, I was writing down some of the ideas that were coming to me. And then I also wrote to the universe, and I said, listen, thank you so much. I'm so excited about this second book. Like, this is going to be real good. Very mm-hmm. excited about it. And I'm not doing it alone again. So I self-published my first book, but for this book, I'm going to need a book agent Mm -hmm. and I'm going to need a publisher. Okay. So just putting that out there, universe. Mm -hmm. So I wrote that on a Saturday morning and then, you know, closed my journal, went about my weekend, whatever. Monday morning I wake up and I'm like, all right, what could I do right now? What could I do right now to help me take one step further towards my goals. And and I heard this like post about your trip to New York on social media, go on Facebook, go on Instagram, share a photo and be like, Hey, go to New York next week. Who knows someone who knows? Can I stop you right there? I need to know. I'm going to stop you right there where you're going to New York and we're going to take a quick break and we're going to be right back listeners with Bree Seeley. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Thank you for listening. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Can you think of anybody who does not want a better life and to be a better person? Think about that for a second. Almost everyone wants to be better, but how does one go about doing that? One thing that is making people better every week is tuning into the Self-Improvement Show with Dr. Irene Conlon. All real change comes from within. But many of us don't know where to find the information or guidance we need to make the changes that bring about the improvement. Most of us don't know how to work within. Listen Thursdays at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Have you left the cage that held you back but find yourself in the wild of your life wondering, what do I do now? I'm Dr. Lisa Cooney, and today I'm going to give you the tools to answer that question. Regardless of the issue, your choices of the past no longer need to haunt you. You have the power to change that and to create from a space of fun and ease. How different can your life be? Find out. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, noon Central, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. (laughs) 
This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program. Well, hi there, and welcome back with me and my guest, Bree Seely. And, you know, we're just having a little heart-to-heart talk today about giving yourself permission to leap, which is the title of her book. So we are now just sort of holding our breath to hear what happened <laughs> next. Here yeah. she is ready, going off to New York. Okay, Bree, take it away. What happened? I'm, I've got a cliffhanger here. <laughs> So I was inspired by the universe to post on social media. So I post on social media about going to New York and who do I need to meet. And later that evening, my massage therapist was over and we ended up taking a two mile walk and we're chatting and she goes, oh, my best friend from college lives in New York. And I messaged him to see if he'll be in town while you're there so that the two of you can meet. She's like, he's amazing. He married me and my husband. You, you absolutely need to know him. Um, and I'm like, great, would love an introduction. She goes, oh, by the way, he's a book agent. <laughs> and I was like, got it. Mm-hmm. All right. So I was, I'm like looking at my watch being like, well, that took all of two and a half days. Thanks, universe. <laughs> Appreciate it. Oh, that's but wonderful. That is wonderful. showing up in that, right, like <laughs> is I had to, I had to use the universal guidance to post on social media that day. I hadn't planned to ask anyone for introductions Uh while I was going to New York. I hadn't like, that was never something that I had had thought about until, you know, I told the universe, this is what I want. And then that Uh morning said, what can Uh I do? Uh And was, you know, that's the, that's the part of showing up, right? It's not just about me sitting around waiting for a book agent to fall in my lap. It's no. about me taking the actions that are inspired, and then there the you go. Meets you there, and that's the point I was going to clarify too. What you mean by showing up is actually taking action. So, because so many people have ideas, they have thoughts, but they don't take action on those thoughts. So, showing yeah. up is really taking action. So, yep. you know, from all of your experiences, um, and and well, one one burning question for me is: How did you come up with the title? of your first book, Permission to Leap. Yeah, as most things do, I mean, all the Mm -hmm. content in the book was mostly through meditation. And uh, I ended up hiring uh, two guys to help me with the book launch because, like I said, I self-published it. And Mm -hmm. so they are the ones that kind of we sat down and had a little inspirational jam session. Sorry again, Mm -hmm. sirens. Mm-hmm. Living in downtown LA is brilliant. I really love it, but sometimes, sometimes it's a little inconvenient. Um, so yeah, we just we were sitting down, kind of jamming about the content, what I was going to be writing, what the point of it was, what I wanted my readers to get out of the book, mm-hmm. and uh, one of them chimed up and said, "What about permission?" And I was mm-hmm. like, "Oh, that's interesting." So we mm-hmm. kind of massaged it a few different ways and played with it a little bit, and it came together very quickly and very easily. That's great. Now, in that yeah. book, you share uh, a six-phase journey uh, to reach your vision. First of all, um, do you think that 
this probably not a fair question to ask you, but from all of the women that you've met and, and worked with, did they have a vision? I specifically work with visionaries. Okay. So mm-hmm. I work with women who have ideas, and, and I tend to work with women who have bigger ideas, right? But mm-hmm. this also mm-hmm. applies to women that just want to, you know, impact their home or impact their community in, in a in, you know, whatever way that they feel inspired, mm-hmm. taking a leap of faith doesn't have to be changing the world. No. It could be changing I... your world or mm-hmm. changing mm-hmm. your daughter's world or, right. you know, changing the, the elementary school that is in your neighbor. I mean, it could literally look like anything. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I happen to serve visionary women, but okay. I don't think the size of your vision matters. No. No, it's a fact that you have one. Exactly. So share yeah. with the listeners a couple of steps. They, sh- If they're visionaries there, and I know there are many of you out there listening all over the world, they're, they're, we just don't limit them just to L.A. area or, you know, Long Beach or, <laughs> or just in mm-hmm. certain areas. But there are women all over the world, I know, who have visions. But oftentimes yeah. they're overwhelmed are they're terrified because sometimes the vision seems so large or it could be in some cases where the vision seems rather small. But nevertheless, Bree has come up with the six-phase journey and I want you to get her book, really, but basically I want her to talk a little bit about what are some of the phases because there's a six-phase journey that helps women to say that, yes, I'm going to do it. So, Bree, what do you tell them, your visionaries, when they come to you? The, well, maybe that the first, first step. Just like mm-hmm. you just said, that first step is always committing and saying yes. Mm-hmm. Because what happens is when we're on the fence and we're back and forth and back and forth and back and forth and we can't decide, like, I have this idea. Am I going to do it? Am I not going to do it? Am I going to do it? Am I not going to do it? The universe doesn't know what to send you. There's no way for you to be in that co-creative state because the universe is like, well, are we doing it or are we not doing it? Mm-hmm. So the mm-hmm. first step is always like a de- decisive yes or no. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. of course, my, my position is like, please say yes to your vision. If you are being gifted with something, the world needs it. So please say yes to it. But if you say no to it, no shame. It's your life. We all get to decide our path, Right. Mm-hmm. But you yes, have we to do. pick a side. Okay, so you first have to say yes to that. And now, how do you help uh, help them to release those F E A R S? So I say it's not necessarily about releasing them. You know, people talk about being fearless. I don't mm-hmm. necessarily believe in being fearless. Mm-hmm. I think that fear is in our life for a reason. But there's a way to honor and recognize your fears without letting them drive your car, like Mm -hmm. without letting Mm -hmm. them be in the driver's seat. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, there's, there's ways and tools and things to, to really recognize like, Oh, that's interesting. I'm experiencing this fear right now. Where is that coming from? Why Mm -hmm. is it existing in my life? Is that actually real? Like, is that fear? Cause usually fears are like mostly lies, mostly yeah, well, you know, I run across many women who have those, uh, what do we call, monkey chatter that goes on constantly yeah. and having to, and oftentimes that monkey chatter causes them to stop from 
really realizing that vision and overcoming that F-E-A-R. And oftentimes, I don't know if you've found this, that happens uh, sometimes. Maybe there's a partner that you're with, uh, a husband or significant other, or even a family member that says, why are you doing that? Uh, You were fortunate, Bree, that you had two strong women, see, that encouraged you and motivated you and released you to step into what you wanted to do at the time, you thought. But basically, that's not always the case. So how do you, you know, again, it's like unraveling the unlimiting belief uh, or beliefs or having that partner that does not want you to do. So what do you do with women? What do you share with them? To be fair, my mom and my grandma still think I'm absolutely crazy. I told my grandma this morning that I'm moving to New York, and she was like, wow, you're doing that? And I'm like, yep, moving to New York. And she's like, interesting. (laughs) So they still think I'm crazy. And, you know, but the, the difference now is I'm so solid within myself that the external stuff doesn't phase me. So... I know my truth and, and I'm able to see my truth because Uh I've built a relationship with myself in a really, really deep and intimate way. So glad to hear you say that. that. (laughs) I'm glad to hear you say that. Most people don't do that. We rely on the relationships outside of us to define Uh us. But Uh I say there's only one thing that will be constant from the day you are born until the day you die. Uh And that is you. And if you don't build a relationship with you in the same way that you build a relationship with a significant other or, you know, what, what friends or community or whatever, then you're doing mm-hmm. yourself a detriment. And so, you know, I use meditation to quiet that monkey mind and mm-hmm. I use introspection to learn who I am and what I need and what works for me and what doesn't work for me. And mm-hmm. oftentimes a lot of the people outside of us that reflect our fears to us are just showing us something that's already existing within us. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. why we believe them. And so it's, it's less about the people outside of you and more about what's inside of you and really having a handle on what that inner landscape looks like and mm-hmm. knowing yourself so deeply that you trust that whatever's happening on the inside will come to fruition on the outside, but you have to do the work to get yourself there. But, you know, Bree, this sounds really great, but, you know, the reality of it is so many people are negative or they're hanging around negative, toxic people. That it's hard to break out of that cycle of negativity. And And so the thing (laughs) I say is that you have to put yourself first. And if these are the people that are you're surrounding yourself with, like mm-hmm. I cut off friendships all the time and it sucks. Mm-hmm. I lost, you know, the closest friendship to me last year mm-hmm. and it was, it was not fun, but mm-hmm. it was what I had to do to protect myself and to make sure that I'm honoring my needs and what I'm creating in the world. So you know, I, I still have very much have love for the people that I have released in my life, mm-hmm. but you have to, at some point, put your needs above theirs and you have to say yes to yourself because again, the only thing that will be consistent through your entire life is you. It's the only thing. And if you're not putting you first, no one else will. 
And absolutely, you are so true that, uh, and the reason why I asked that question too, because I want some of the listeners out there to know that the negative toxic people, I just did something not too long ago. It was a Facebook live or I did a sitbit on people that you have to move from the front row of your life into the balcony of mm. your life. So I love that. Um, and, and that, that does happen. And you may have to do it uh, several occasions during your lifetime. I'm at that age where I've had to do that many times, but it's okay. It is honoring yourself. For those of you out there, I, I hope you're writing some of these things down uh, because it is about honoring you and how special you are. And, you know, we're not leaving out the men because you're special too. But, Bree, I wanted to ask you, what has been probably the most challenging for you to overcome? That is a great question. I mean, I think that all of us, you know, obviously myself included, we're really mean to ourselves. <laughs> like really mean. That well, you, well that I see where they call you the tell it like it is style. <laughs> yeah. That monkey chatter that happens with people mm-hmm. isn't just about your fears. Like I don't, I have like, and, and I know a lot of other women do too, like this inner mean girl. Mm-hmm. that doesn't believe in me and doesn't think that what I'm creating is possible and doesn't think that I'm the, you know, amazing catalyst and visionary that I am in the world and likes to remind me otherwise all the time. And mm-hmm. so I think the biggest thing, you know, like you were saying earlier about people not hating where they're at, like I, I can't hate that inner mean girl. And so I've found a way to learn to love her because mm-hmm any of those voices inside are really just a call for love. And we all want to hate that voice and be like, you know, you're keeping me down and how dare you say these mean things to me and you can just go away. And Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't think that's the way to deal with that voice. And so, you know, loving something that isn't necessarily supportive of you, I think has been probably one of the hardest, things that I've had to learn how to do. One of the things, uh, and I don't mean to probe too deeply here, but you talk about the fact that you were raised by mom and grandmother and no, and not a father. Did that have an impact on you in some place that that mean girl showing up? Um, I, I don't know necessarily specifically towards that. Um, I know that it has had a major impact on me. Mm-hmm. I started doing hypnotherapy in October um, mm-hmm. and then got certified in hypnotherapy in December because it's so amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've realized how much I carry, well, and we all do in our subconscious mm-hmm. about things that happened when we were little. And so, mm-hmm. you know, a lot mm-hmm. of my childhood, my dad wasn't able to take care of me, but he had partial custody of me because it was the 80s and they didn't ask questions back then, right? Mm-hmm. So right. uh, I had to take care of myself a lot when I was growing up, when he had custody of me. And it's it really impacted, like, you know, I, I have memories of opening the refrigerator and being like, I can't feed myself. I don't have the skills I need to be successful right now. And mm-hmm. I realized in October, I was literally playing out the exact same thing every day when I opened up my laptop. It was like I was uh-huh. opening that empty refrigerator again uh-huh. and again and again and again. And Isn't so that interesting? Mm-hmm. It's, it's definitely impacted me. And, mm-hmm. 
I luckily am conscious enough to be doing the work to heal it uh, because otherwise I wouldn't be able to be where I'm at. Because, of course, all of that stuff impacts us in some way, shape, or form. It does. It does. The thing that I, I like uh, and glad you're being authentic and sharing because it takes work. And so for many women out there and you want more out of life, you have a burning desire to step into your greatness, but it's going to take work. And it might yeah. be through various ways of coaching or hypnotherapy or whatever that you're led to, to go to because it is time. I just feel like out there for somebody, it is time, and you're not going to let another day pass that you're not going to take action. So, Bree, your words, I know, are, and your nuggets of wisdom are helping so many listeners out there who have extraordinary gifts to give to this world. And so I just want to thank you so very much for sharing. When I talk about the most challenging, I also phase that with another question, which is what has been the most I, exciting part of what you do and what has been really the outstanding challenge with a woman or women that you have been able to see success uh, in their lives, that you've been absolutely able to see that transformation. So not only in your life, but in theirs. So we're going to take a quick yeah. break and we're going to come back and you're going to share the success, your your most gratifying and memorable successes and experiences. So listeners, we're going to be right back with Bree Seeley. And thank you for listening. We're on Facebook, along with some of the greatest minds of the world. And that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. How are you doing in your life? Do you control your life or does it control you? In our hectic, overconnected world, do you spend too much time feeling tired and wired? Tune in to Master Your Life with hosts Leah Mattinson and Dr. Howard Rankin for inspiration, insight, and intelligence on how to gain control of yourself and your life. Along with some inspirational and knowledgeable guests, Leah and Howard will give you the tools needed to help you on your journey. Tune in every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program. Well, welcome back today with my heart-to-heart talk and discussion with Bree Seeley, and it's B-R-I. I wanted to spell that, Bree, <laughs> because that's a lovely spelling of your name. This is an incredible woman who inspires and supports so many women around the globe to bring their visions to life. So we're just having a great time talking today about giving yourself permission to leap, and I hope women out there and men, I don't want to leave you out, that this is your time, this is your day, 
And Brie, again, I can't, just words can't express my thanks for you being on the show today and being so transparent and authentic for us. So before we went on break, we were talking about some of her challenges, which are most challenging, but now we're talking about what are some of the great experiences she's had over the years working with all these women. Tell us, Brie, what has been so extraordinary and outstanding that you have seen a change in some of these ladies. Yeah, I mean, I have a lot of women come to me. The biggest question that women have when they come to me is how. I have, I know where I am. I know where I mm-hmm. want to be. But how am I going to get there? Okay. And so for me, I don't believe in giving them the path. Mm-hmm. Because if I, give, if I tell a woman how to do it, one, it's not like that's not my path. So you know, I don't really, yes, like I'm in super intuitive and I can pull, pick things up, but it's not my path. So I'm going to be giving them the how based on my experience, not based on their experience. And then two, when they need the next step, they're going to have to come back to me again and again and again. And so what I do is I teach them how to find their own how within, and I give them the tools to basically use their own intuition and mm-hmm. their own, you know, inner guidance to mm-hmm. find that path. Mm-hmm. And so I have watched women go from completely lost and unsure mm-hmm. to, I have one woman right now raising 10 million to bring Great. her vision to life. Um, I have watched women go from completely um, like, uh, oh, I'm losing my words, um, dependent on others to mm-hmm. absolutely autonomous. I had one client within the first two weeks of us working together, like quit her job and leave her boyfriend and find her own place and like doing all these amazing things in alignment with her vision because she has realized that she's worth it and that mm-hmm. she has the power within to create what it is that she desires. And so I think more than anything, my job is just to be a mirror to women to show Uh them what truly lives within them. I get Uh to help them dust off some of the, like we talked about earlier, fears and limiting beliefs and all Uh of these things to really just highlight for them what they're truly capable of. Because most of us don't look in the mirror and see what we're capable of. Most of us look in the mirror and see our shortcomings and our downfalls and why we're Uh not there yet and how we Uh don't have it all together. But that's not going to help us get to where we want to be in the world. That's true. That is so true. And Brie, one of the things I think you and I both agree and advocate, there are no quick fixes. So when they say, how am I going to get there? You give them a blueprint and then it's up to them. Have you had the experience of a person who came to you all excited and they wanted to move? How am I going to get there? But they didn't really, they, they, fell, they fell away. Did you have? Absolutely. God forbid. I hate to ask that question, but you have some that, fall, that fell away a lot, you know, didn't really yeah, do the work. Well, it's funny because I was going to put, I've been thinking about putting this up on my website because, you know, of course everyone calls me and they want a guarantee. And I'm like, mm-hmm. There is no guarantee with this work, but what I do tell people is that every single woman that's worked with me that has put in the effort and actually done the things that they need to do, like we were talking about earlier, that inspired action piece, every Mm -hmm. single woman that has showed up and followed their own guidance and done the work 
has created remarkable results. I have absolutely had women. In fact, you know, honestly, I'm the kind, if you're not going to do the work, I'm not going to take your money and I don't want to work with you. And so I've fired several clients because if we're talking about the exact same thing week after week after week after week and you're not doing anything about it, then that to me means that you're not truly serious about moving forward at this time and your money can be spent better somewhere else. So I work with women who, yes, have visions, but also are willing to do something about it. Because if you're not willing to do anything about it, Mm -hmm. I I work with women that really, really want to go out and make a dent in the world. That's great. That's great. You got to have those hungry women. I call them hungry women that they really want to do something with their lives. Is there a, a common challenge that you will find among a group of women, there's one sort of common theme or common challenge that they all share. Or you've, have you found yeah. that to be? I mean, I think... You know, it may like be that, that it's a common thread among women. And is there something that you've found that is a common challenge or common thread that they express? Right. Yeah. Like I was talking about earlier, it's that how piece. Because our, okay. our society has conditioned us mm-hmm. to just want to know the answers. Just tell me how to do it. Well, it doesn't work that way. And, and a lot of people actually are online telling other people how to do it. Well, just do this and create a funnel and do that and blah, 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 blah. But the problem is every single person's path is unique. So for me, a few years ago, I started a Facebook group. And I have close to 3,000 women in that Facebook group. And it's been really powerful for me. Mm-hmm. I've mm-hmm. had other clients that have started Facebook groups. And it doesn't work for them. So there's not one quick fix answer, but our society has conditioned us to want the immediate answers and results. And so, you know, for me, it's more about teaching women. I I liken it to the old saying of like, Giving a man a fish versus teaching a man to fish. That's exactly. Well, that was that was the thing that I had a download on that when you were talking about uh, telling women that they're going to have to do the work. You're teaching them how to yeah. make those dreams and uh, visions come into reality. So I can give what you are, the fishing fishing rod and I can lead you to the stream, <laughs> but like you're the one that's going to have to fish. Like I can't fish for you. And then if I do, you're going to have to come back to me every time you need to eat. And I don't want to create more dependency. Our society is dependent enough. So my invitation to everyone listening is learn how to fish. Like learn for yourself what your path is, what your journey is. Because if you're trying to take someone else's path or someone else's journey, you're going to their destination, not your destination. That is so true. You know, it sounds like, Bree, you're more than just a coach. What would you call yourself? I mean, people will say, Brie is more than a coach. What would you say that you're more than? <laughs> I, I, I refer to myself a few different ways. One, uh, the man that wrote the foreword to my book uh, told me that I am a reflector. Um, mm-hmm. I do call myself a catalyst and an inspirational woman. Mm-hmm. Um, I like those. I, mm-hmm. I actually don't, I've never resonated with the term coach, but the hard thing is I was, ta- I was talking to Naveen and I was like, here's the problem. No one's on LinkedIn searching for a reflector. <laughs> so I'm like, I call myself life coach because that's what people know. That's how people find me. 
but I don't <laughs> identify as a life coach. Okay. So. What did, uh, I have one, one curious question, Miss Life Coach. Yeah, I, I don't like uh, <laughs> the word coach either. And I have, I have to admit on, on radio, I have to tell many of my friends who are coaches, please, would you clarify? Because when you say I'm a lawyer or I'm an attorney, there are all kinds of attorneys, you know, in yeah. terms by specialization. So if you're going to be a coach and you're going to call yourself a coach, at least give yourself a specialization coach. You know, so so anyway, yeah. that that's just that's the Doctor B. So don't write me any nasty emails or letters. <laughs> but, <laughs> but anyway, I couldn't help but say that. But I know that uh, from all of the accolades and the testimonies that have been written about you, you definitely have changed so many lives. Now, I just got a curious question: When you were on the Today Show, what did you talk about uh, when you were featured uh, on the Today Show? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was talking about being child-free. Um, so a little over five years ago, I uh, had surgery. I've known for my entire life that I don't want to have children. I don't want to be a mom, okay. um, at least not to any human babies that are coming through my body. I'm a mom uh-huh. to kitties, and I'm a mom to my clients. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was talking just about a lot of the the judgments and the you know, conceptions that people have about child-free women and and how it's actually a little difficult to be a child-free woman. I had to ask for the surgery that I had for six consecutive years before they would even give me a consultation appointment. You're kidding. Well, I didn't know that. I didn't know that was that subject yet. We might come back and talk about that because it's like there have been uh, several uh, well, there was a celebrity, I'm not going to call a particular name, you know, because she decided to have her breast removed because of uh, breast cancer in the family. So, right. you know, and there was a lot of criticism about that. So when it comes to your own body, that's really interesting how everybody can make judgments about what you do with your own body. So it's a decision where life is full of choices. We are, as yeah. Eleanor Roosevelt said, the sum total of our choices that we make. So you made a choice and that's your life. You you have your life to live. So I want to applaud you for doing that because if that's how you feel and that's what you did, bravo. <laughs> so I hope somebody <laughs> out there may be motivated or encouraged by that because maybe they're having the same held belief. But you know that you deserve to live a life that inspires you and your work is reflecting that. So I want to thank you so much for sharing that with us today because you have just absolutely warmed my heart today, Bree, because you're speaking my language and what I love to do, and that's to see women empowered and live their best lives. So I just want to thank you you so much for being on the show today. You have any last word you want to say to anyone? A last word? Um, I, if, if anyone's listening, I, you know, I, I get usually try to give away a little gift to everyone because I love providing value. And one of my favorite things to do is meditate, uh, with your future self, because if you have questions about your future, your future self has the answers. And, uh, so I have a meditation that I do, I've done so many times, uh, available online and it's, um, available at meditation.breeseely.com. So. Okay, again, that's meditation.breeseely.com. So you're welcome to go. And But we have a little more time, Bree, to talk about some of the things that you want to share out of your book or some of the things about uh, that six phases or some of the steps that women can take a leap to bring life to their vision. We have yeah. some time. Uh-huh. 
So I think one of the other biggest misconceptions that people have when they go to take leaps is, you know, you, you make a commitment, you say this, yes, I'm going to do this thing. And then people's lives start, quote unquote, falling apart. Things stop working. Friends drift away. Um, you know, living situations may shift. Your business may may not work as well anymore. Like things mm-hmm. change, right? So mm-hmm. I, a lot of people look at that and say, oh my gosh, I made this decision and everything started going wrong in my life. I must have made the wrong decision. <laughs> And oh, yes. my viewpoint is you've chosen a new path. So say you're, you know, you're at a fork in the road on, in the middle of a woods and you were, you were traveling down the path on the left and that all of that stuff was working because you were going to the destination on that path on the left. Well, mm-hmm. now you've said yes to a new path. So you're now taking the fork in the road and you're traveling down the path on the right. And the things that were working on the path on your left may not work on the path on your right. Mm-hmm. So if you're setting a new trajectory, things have to fall away. There has to be space created. Things stop working. Friendships drift apart. Mm-hmm. And it's not because you made a wrong decision. It's because you just are choosing something new and different. You're choosing a different destination and the path you were taking before won't get you there. And so it's, it's a shift that I always encourage people to look at because when things start falling apart, a lot of people backpedal and are like, oh, I, I must have made the wrong decision. I'm going to close the door to that mm-hmm. person that I have, and I'm going to say no to that because clearly my life is falling apart, and I'm going to go back to what was safe and what was comfortable. I think that's a good word to close on because uh, I think that may have been an answer to someone And no, you didn't. You made the right turn, which that mm-hmm. fork in the road sometimes pretty frightening, Bree. Let me tell you. <laughs> and, oh, I know. I have and so, many fork But in everything the road. <laughs> really, really gets down to faith and belief. Believing yes. in yourself and believing that you can make that leap of faith and you can stay committed to your vision. So, Bree, again. I just want to thank you for sharing your nuggets of wisdom with our audience today and your extraordinary transformational journey. So I am just sending great words to you as you pursue your book and know that it's going to be great. We'll look forward to its publication, so you'll be sure to let us know. And again, I want to let you listeners know, meditation.breeseely.com if you'd like to go to her site. And remember, next week we're going to have a great, great show for you again. My last word today is know that there is unmistakable greatness in you. Stay the course. Keep the faith. Believe in you, and you will step into your destiny. So have a great week. Be blessed. Be forever transformed. And I'll see you next week with my guest next week. Bree, thank you so much again for being on the show today. Blessings to you. Bye-bye. appreciate you joining us for transformation for success please join your host dr barbara young again next tuesday at 3 p.m eastern time that's 12 noon pacific time on the voice america empowerment channel or join us for our replay every friday at 3 p.m eastern time and 12 noon pacific time on the voice america women's channel have an outstanding week